kia ora everyone. Carl uh, Burrows, tēnei, mihiatuki au koutou. Uh, my name is Carl Burrows and you're on Hucker in the Matrix, which is our podcast. Um, why Hucker in the Matrix? Matrix. It's um, Well, Hucker is something that we love, it's what we do, and it's really representative of Māori culture in this context. And the Matrix, well, you've seen the movie and Neo's navigating his way through life and or through the various worlds that he uh, occupies and in doing so he discovers his life purpose. And I think as Māori, we're privileged. We are really lucky to have these taonga, these treasures that have been given to us from our ancestors to help us do the same as we go out into different worlds. Um, and um, help, it helps us navigate finding out who we are um, our own life purpose, not as only as individuals, but also as communities as well. So, no maharamai. Today we have uh, Otini Hopa. Um, before I um, speak to Otini, you can see him right there, of course. Um, I'm just going to do a quick karakia and a mihi mihi. Uh, so, tēnā koutou, tēnā no oki tātou, e wakarongo mai ki au, ki a mātou, ki a māwe i tēnei wā. No maharamai i rungi te kaupapa, o te wā me ki ngā taonga tokuhiho o tātou uh, ngā mate o te wā, uh, kai te mihi atiki a rātou, haere, haere, haere atu rā, a rātou ki a rātou, tātou ki a tātou, a tēnā koutou. Um, tātai, waka papa, ko rangi ko papa, ka puta ko rongo, ko tāne mahuta, ko tangaro, ko te matoenga, ko haumi e tikitiki, ko tāwhiri mate. Tokona tarangi ki runga, ko papa ki raro, ka puta, ko te ira tangata ki te oiao, ki te ao mārama, tihei, mauri ora. Ka huri ki a koe. Ita tōkana, no maharamai, tēnā koe. Tēnā koe, te puata o tina, tēnā tātou. Tēnā tātou i te ahuatango o enei wā. Tēnā te mate uru tā, kua pāngia ki runga ki te ao. He wā rereke tini e noho nei tātou. He wā kua 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 you know, ko tai te wā ki āta noho, ki a noho puku, he wānanga te mahi, he whakahoki ngā whakaro ki a rātou mā, no reira, e mihi ana ki a tātou, me te mihi atu ki a koe te puata nau i pōhiri mai ki au i roto i tā tātou, mō tā tātou wānanga i te pōnei. I te pōnei, i konei, i te ata mōu. So just to say thank you, for the invitation um, and acknowledge um, the mihi that you gave and um, just reflecting on this last six weeks it's been a bit of a different time um, that we've lived um, lived yeah. in um, um, through this um, the coronavirus um, spreading right across the world and even all the way here in Aotearoa um, but it's um, been the time where um, it's caused um, for myself actually just to kind of pause and um, think about how we're living in today's world. Um, it's been a, a time of reflection um, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a different time of a um, different time that we're living in, but one that I've actually really enjoyed. Um, and and right. the fact that you've had to pause life for a minute, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and just and take a deep breath in, take in what's you know what's in around us, what's important. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to acknowledge that. Kia ora, tātou. Kia ora, kia ora, Otene. And I just, it makes me think of, you know, when we used to have our old wānanga back in the day in the wā of the makariri, and it was always winter time when we had our wānanga because of, for the same reason, you know, and it's it's been feeling like that, a time to to um, to sit, to relax, to contemplate. Mm. 
Um, and thus, this is why we have this opportunity to yeah, do podcasts. Absolutely. So it's good. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, I know, you, well, I think you were born in Australia or raised in Australia. Yeah. So yeah. how does yeah. an Australian become so proficient in te reo and um, <laughs> know so much about kapahaka? And can you just shed a little bit of light on your upbringing for, for our listeners? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, cool. That. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Um, my parents were living in Sydney, Australia at the time when I came along. Um, but from the very first breath, um, from the very first moments of my life, haka and my Dao Māori has been part and parcel of my life. And so um, I've been brought up um, in a whānau that um, has committed a lifelong commitment to kapahaka and to um, ngā mahi waiata, um, and with that comes te reo me ona tikanga, um, yeah. the way that we um, conduct ourselves as Māori um, yep. with our language and our ways of doing things, being part and parcel. So starting off in Australia, we, we I was born into a kapahaka group um, there, Te Huinga Waka. Um, yep. Te Huinga Waka, I was under the tutelage of um, Muriwai i Hākara at the time. And so I grew up, I, I didn't know... Any different, I thought everyone did kapahaka, but I, I soon found out when I kind of um, um, grew up but, um, that not everyone does kapahaka. So we grew up under, under Te Huinga Waka. Um, my mother and my father were both performers, senior members of the team by the time we came along. And then they were also part of the team that started off Te Huinga Waka Juniors. And so um, learning waiata from a... From a from a small child, even in Australia. I, I remember um, Te Huinga Waka, they came to Harwood, I think it was in, in the 90s. Were you there amongst yeah. the whānau? Is... Yes, yes. So yeah. I, was, I was there. We actually stayed at Waitara. Um, okay. At, uh, yeah. at uh, Marae there. I remember staying wow. there. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. And then um, right. and, um, they they did come um, to Harwera. Um, Te Huinga Waka, um, I, I believe, their first national festival was in 1988 in Whangarei. Um, then, uh, ever since, yeah, so 88, 90, 90, 92, 94. Um, they came, came yeah. back every year. Um, but by, by the time 94 had come along, we had already, our whanau, um had already moved back to Tāmaki, to Tāmaki. Okay. And, and by that time, mum had joined the ranks of Te Waka Huia. And so, um, I've grown up with Te Huinga Waka, and then I also grew up as a Wakahuya kid, as wow. a Wakahuya baby, um, going to going to Wānama, going to live-ins um, with my mum, um, okay. me, my mum, my brother, and um, yeah, my sister. Yeah. We all we grew up um, and learnt under um, Auntie Nen and Uncle Bob Wehi, um, some of, if not wow. the most renowned kapahaka tutors yeah. um, in Te Ao Māori. So. Yeah. Um, in that respect, I, I, I think um, I, I count my blessings to be amongst those who got to sit at their feet and to listen and learn and, um, and see how they did things, how, how um, kapahaka was taught, um, the discipline um, involved in it, the skill, the way you practice and all that kind of stuff. We were... Um, we were Oh, yeah, it's a blessing that I was able to um, observe that and be part of um, that whole whare um, wānanga of sorts mm, of Tuakaruia. Yeah. 
because yeah. people see haka. I mean, it's it's the obvious part of our culture, yeah. but it's just the external side in some ways. Um, and it, there's so much more going on behind um, the expression of haka. Um, mm. And it's a whole lifetime of knowledge, isn't it? And I, um, I think, as I said in my introduction, I think we're blessed um, to have this as part of our who we are and people like you, extra, breath, extra blessed. <laughs> um, but how did, did any of that really translate for you in terms of moving into Te Whanui, which, you know, I mean, the non-Māori world? Did that, any of those um, values that you learned as being Māori um, set you up or put you in good stead for moving forward? Absolutely. So I, I and it's funny um, you bring this question up. I've just um, been doing some writings and what, what I've kind of said in the writings is that at the very core of anything and everything I do is the um, tuapapa, um, um, it's kapahaka, and the discipline of kapahaka that has actually taught me how to do things and how to um, um, operate in this world. Uh, so uh, if I think about kapahakas around discipline of learning, making sure that you're always um, advancing, um, and one other big part is that it's never for yourself. You know, you're, you're but a vessel to hold onto um, the teachings, but there's a responsibility there to then um, at some stage pass it on, however that might um, look like whether you're a tutor of, the, of a kapaka group, whether you get the chance to share the culture um, in different forums, there's a responsibility for you to not only learn, but also pass on that knowledge. Um, ensuring the, the well, we know, in Te Aumari, we call whakapapa it Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, And it ensures our identity in, um, in years yeah. to come, and many generations to come. I, I raised Whakapapa because I was talking to David Jones last week and it was oh, yes. um, and he and he just he talked about this in the sense of regulating ourselves in terms of um when we teach Māori, which one I'll go into um later on, when we teach Māori to others, um this has been given to us as a Taonga Tukuiho, um, mm-hmm. but we have an obligation to pass it on to others in a way which is um, you know, respects where it come from in the first place. Um yeah, so um now you've been overseas quite. You've travelled quite extensively. I mean, tell us why you wanted to leave Aotearoa um, and go out into the wider world. Um, I've also, uh, I, I suppose, um, being born in Sydney, you know, uh, that travel kind of bug has been in since I was born. So we would come back backwards and forwards quite often between Aotearoa and Australia. Even once we did move home to. Um, Aotearoa, um, my father's family, my, my grandmother, my aunties and uncles, they lived in Sydney as well. So travelling traveling from um, from a young age has been part and parcel of my life. Um, and then um, going wider afield, you, we often hear about um, and we see all these places um, and you only see them on the TV or in the movies. And so for me, I really wanted to um, get out there and see it for myself, experience, and um, get to see it with my own eyes um, yeah. and um, these places that we often only just see in, in the movies. And so that kind of drove me to um, finally, um, yeah, leave Aotearoa 
um, for a while. Um, I actually didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I wanted to go there. But if I go back to my other corridor, I've, I've always known who I am and what I know and the two are papas. So um, those learnings were, um, has actually been the key to opening a lot of doors for me um, okay. through um, not only um, haka but also my te reo and all that kind of stuff. So that those are um, doors, yeah, that have well, really given me some really awesome experiences. I'm going to ask you about those in a minute, but just while we're here, um, there's a, quite a few um, people who are from that you may have met in your experiences overseas um, saying hello on on um, oh. <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Kill everybody. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got um, Renice from Paris, got Shannon oh. and James from she's in Rotorua at the moment. May yes. Lee, um, oh, Zia Jones, um, Antoinette, oh. um, oh. uh, Andrew Gunman. Um, his Here's a message from, it's, I know it's Lana from Sergio Francesca. Ah, okay. Italy. When we're in Italy yes, together. Yes. 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 Um, um, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, um, just tell me, tell me about your experience. Um, some of yeah. your experience was the most memorable ones because I know with, you've been with Ngati Ranana. Uh, you've been uh, with Manaya and Haka Works to yeah. various places around the world. Is there anything yeah. that stands out uh, for you? So um, I think I can't really kind of pinpoint one. That the, the the whole kind of two and a half years I was living in um, in London and experiencing those were phenomenal. Um, but if I was to kind of filter one of the proudest moments is um, with Ngāti Rānana, we... Um, we presented a waiata for the Commonwealth Service, um, and that went that was uh, broadcasted world uh, worldwide. Um, and I think there were twelve of us, and we performed um, kuarongo for the um, um, to welcome everybody to the service on behalf of Her Majesty. Um, and so, you know, being in Westminster Abbey, first of all, rehearsing in Westminster Abbey five times before actually doing the thing, like being in Westminster Abbey by ourselves, that was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but then actually being able to do that and um, feeling proud that you were um, being the face for Te Ao Māori and the real for Te Ao Māori um, on the world stage. And so mm. those experiences, I think about the time um, we went with you to India. I had never thought I'd ever get to India. That's right, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, and um, being <laughs> arriving in New Delhi at 3 a.m. in the morning, me, Terenga, Lewis, and Janae, yeah. you know, and then um, doing doing workshops there, um, being um, having access to um, the Taj Mahal, all those, That's those right. are, those are, mm. and it was through haka. It was through mm. the knowledge mm. of haka and the willingness to be able to share that um, and being in a position to be able to do that, having yeah. the skills and the knowledge um, to be able to do that, those are awesome experiences. Mm -hmm. um, Beautiful. And I think about all the people that I met, um, yeah. and I know that I, for some, um, I count my blessings to be able to call them Bano and to be able to call them friends because um, while we're over there, it's awesome to be able to have these experiences, but it's even awesome if you've got people that you share those experiences with. Mm. And, um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, there is. So, um, 
I want to ask you, what is it about our culture uh, that appeals to people who aren't Māori? Um, I think there's a... Uh, it's, it's something kind of different to most of the people in Europe. Uh, there's a interest because, you know, um, the culture comes from an island way down in the deep um, um, Pacific. Um, there's also, I think, when you're doing the haka, the, the language of ihi, wehi, wana and tapu transcends languages. So you know you can you can see passion, you can feel passion, um, you can sense passion in haka, and I, I suppose that's um, for people that perhaps haven't had the um, fortune to actually be able to express themselves in that way. It can become very infectious, mm, you know. Yeah. When you when you're feeling energy, I remember you talking about energy a lot. Kapahaka brings energy. It can it can um, set the tone of the room. It can set the tone of a hui. Can set the tone of a whole crowd. And yeah. so, um, if it's positive, if it's if you're if you're feeling it, it's going to be infectious. And yeah. um, haka yeah. is yeah. one of those those things that um, you know a lot of them. It is their first time um, hearing and seeing te reo Māori, yeah. you know. But it's the way. You know, karongo a taringa, karongo a hinenga, karongo a wairua. And um, I, I, yeah, I think it's that that kind of makes it so appealing yeah. to others. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, I like what you said about transcending boundaries, you know, transcending languages, cultures. There's something universal about it which um, connects with everybody, no matter who they are, where they're from. It's, it, it's like, you know, especially I think over here in Europe where people are, Sort of tend to suppress certain parts of who they are, and then when they hear haka, it's like it awakens that part of them deep inside. And this is Absolutely. the exciting thing: people don't get, get to live or experience this um, because they spent all their all their lives trying to suppress that. But for Maori, yeah. we have direct access to um, that part of who we are, and I think that's what appeals. But I'm just wondering, um, you know, we've taught a lot of haka uh, with haka works and uh, with Ngati Dānana. Um, I know with haka works, you've been in North America quite a lot. And what is the process, I think? What is the process that we go through to be able to help people unlock that? Um, well, any I, thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think we, we've got to thank the All Blacks here for a little bit of a little bit of because it's sort of like they've they've opened the door to Haka. And so there's a novelty aspect there. Yeah. Um, and so I think um, where we came in with our mahi is that we take that novelty kind of um, aspect, but then open um, their understanding to it. And once that opening of understanding, talking about what the significance of haka, I used to like what you used to say with um, haka being hard, the breath of life and hard to ignite it. People got that. Yeah. And then so explaining the significance of haka, it's like any song, the lyrics tells a story, it is something, it's something of meaning. Um, you know, that that's that's the process, unlocking unlocking the emotions of a person um when explaining um something that's in this to us. And people got it straight away. 
Mm, you yeah. know, when when you when you when you when you talked about it being ha the breath of life and ka igniting it, yeah. there's no way you can't un unknow that. Yeah. And so yeah. when they heard about the stories that we were performing and the stories of Te Rau Paraha um and, and the creating of Kamate, they got it. They yeah. understood yeah. it. And so yeah. I think that's the key to um when we're talking about Haka what that that was the process, uh, making sure that um, you know, you take the novelty, you learn about it, and then they grow to love it. Yeah. Okay. So it's explaining the meaning behind it and the stories behind it, open people's um, minds up. And I yeah. suppose the way you tell them is is also um, important. But I think also there's another point which you raised at the beginning is that as soon as you come in and do haka, something changes. You know. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere changes. Uh, you change the feeling in the room. Uh, and from that, um, people start to open themselves up. Hey, there's something different here. I think there's a, I mean, sometimes people are really quite nervous about what you're making them feel because it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, what's going on? And, you know, some people like giggle because they don't know how to manage their feelings. You know, yeah. we're, we're opening up some of their feelings that they've never been able to express or, or connect to um, ever before. So it's quite yeah. new and unique for them. Yeah. I also think there's something else going on, um, and I just wonder if you have any thoughts on it. And I think, you know, for myself, I'm of mixed culture. You know, I have, I have a Pākehā family, and I have a Māori family, and um, and I lived in both houses. And, you know, for me, coming to Kapahaka, it was something I did in school and then in, in later in life. And um, I'm always just I'm, – I'm thinking of Whare Hooker Wano right now and how um, when he used to just stand in mihi, you know, it was like – a process of connecting us to each other. Um, yeah. And I think that's really important. And somehow that comes through in, in Haka as well. Yeah. Um, and also uh, we connect to, a, a, we already talked about connecting to a more deeper part of ourselves, connecting to each other. And if you do um, Haka with a kaupapa in mind, a purpose in mind, um, you know, it sort of helps focus that energy um, a bit more. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm. and that's that's the beauty of haka. It's it's um, it can be emotive, it can be happy, it can be sad, it can be angry. It's all of those, and you don't have to be Maori to know those feelings. Yeah, but haka is the 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 vehicle in which we're able to express those in a way um, that can you know we can see it and feel it and hear it. Um, and us, yeah. So, yeah, yeah and it's those emotions, really. Yeah, I think, uh, like you say, or we mentioned before, haka is something that is quite visible, um, but behind <laughs> it is a whole lot of uh, knowledge and tikanga that's been passed down. Yeah. And I suppose what we're doing now is trying to understand that and unravel that. Just got a, um, a message from Toidoa. He says, um, "Oh, oh, <laughs> oh very yeah. good. He's popped off karakia too. I know that." He's been on um, the Ringatū Karakias. I've been following the Ringatū Karakias the whole uh, shutdown um, periods. <laughs> um, so he's got a question. We'll come back to that question later on because I do want to ask you, you know, if, you, if you've got any advice for young people who are Māori who want to travel. What do you think about uh, people? I mean, there's a lot of controversy around this. So what do you think about people teaching haka um, to people who are non-Māori? Um, I, I think... If it's been done in the right way, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, as long as the tikanga and um, the teaching is tika and pono, 
But there are people out there that are teaching haka that actually don't know what haka is, and that's where the, the problem is. So I, I think um, if a person has a, has a heart for it or wants um, to learn it, but it goes back to making sure that um, what you're teaching, how you're teaching it, um, you know what you're doing. Good point. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you mentioned people out there who are teaching haka who don't know what they're doing. Um, there are some, I mean, it's not just non-Māori, there's some who are Māori as well. Yeah, um, they're people, And it's the same, the same, same whakaaro applies, doesn't it, really? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How do we manage ourselves, you know, as Māori who are overseas? We come overseas and then we, people fall in love with who we are and our haka and we start to love ourselves more than we should. Uh, and then, you know, all of a sudden we're up on stage sharing our culture with everybody. Um, how should we manage ourselves in terms of making sure we're doing, well, pono, we're keeping pono? And yeah. Um, so uh, I'll talk about myself, how I used to kind of um, be all right with doing stuff like that, being so far away from home. And it's it's about going back to um, making sure you know who you are grounded, you know. Um, who, are, who are you representing? Are you representing them in the best way possible? Yeah. If, if Are you presenting stuff that... If people came back and challenged you on it, you can actually say, Kao, te, No, it's 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 right, and this is why it's right. Um, and you know, sometimes we do get it wrong, um, but it is about knowing, um, grounding yourself, knowing where to go back to ground yourself. So there were there were some people for me and in um, London that I'd go and talk to or just go and sit with to yeah. kind of ground myself again, you know, making sure that I'm tika. Um, I'll mention Fire Esther here. She was one of those people for me, you know, um, an afternoon at her house just to kind of um, feel like I was at home, mm. you know, having that, that, that pakeke kind of um, – oh, we wouldn't talk about – you know, all the new stuff, but it's just that. You're there. But I'm there. I'm home mm -hmm. with her, mm -hmm. talking te reo Māori or singing some old songs. You know, grounding myself, making sure I remember who I am. Um, as long as those those things are done, ka pai koe. Mm -hmm. Um Don't forget. Don't forget. You know, um, and it's important to always touch base. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's that yeah. grounding. It's that grounding. <laughs> Just talking to David again about that Waka Papa framework. Uh, yeah. And it's like you said before um, remember who you're representing, and it's those who have given to you. And also those who are coming in the future, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and having those people that you can go to, I think about by Esther. Another one I used to go to is Auntie Girl, and then yeah. one of the first things I used to go to when um when I used to get to her was I'll jump into that river, <laughs> you know, to kind of just 
you know, yeah. for Gawati and myself, and okay, mm. I was home. I was home with her because she was on, from up north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting too that, um, well, those rituals, even though we live overseas, I mean, you were born in Australia, so yeah. know, it's not unusual for you to keep continuing those rituals. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm going to show this part time from Toydor. Okay. He says, now that we are in unprecedented times, what would your advice be to someone thinking about working and traveling in London? <laughs> will they become a karaua at 30? Three years from now. I'd this is my kind of worried person. I'd wait a little while. You've got three years to to make your mind up. I'm, I'm guessing this is about you, Toidor. Um But as soon as it's as soon as it's it's safe and you feel safe to go, go. It was one of the best decisions I ever did, and it took me till I was actually thirty to, you know, put in for the, put in for the um the visa, and um initially I said I was only going for six months. Mauraki, two and a half, nearly three years later, I'll still be. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, and it, it is you you've got to do um it is different. I, I won't lie, the first kind of two, three months there, um, um, but I think I, I wanted to prove a point that I could actually leave home. <laughs> um, but after that first three months, it was smooth sailing from there. So if you really have a, a want to do it, do it. Hmm. Do it. So that's your advice to people who are keen to come over overseas? Um, just Absolutely. to get on the plane and do it if you're keen. Um, you know, I know Toyo was in the US uh, in oh, yeah. one of our Haka workshops um, a few years ago now. Um, it'd be lovely to have him over in, in the UK. Um, I mean, it's a real issue for us over here. You know, we're, we really appreciate when people such as yourself come over here with knowledge and um, are able to take leading roles and sharing that knowledge and representing us in the best way possible um, to other communities. Yeah. Um, so, just as if there's any other questions, um, you're more than welcome to ask uh, on our chat here. So, um, no more haramai. Well, but I'm, I think we're pretty much near the end. So, um, oh. just, uh, yes, <laughs> I just wanted to see if there's anything else you'd like to to say or share at this point in time. Um, just want to make it to everybody and um, those who are who are doing um, haka across the world. Um, kakahatonu. Um, there's a, um, yeah, there's a real, he, he, there's a place for haka there, and so um, kakaha, kia maya, kia manawa nui, kia pono ki ngā mahi. Um, I wanna mihi to my fane for the um the akoranga that has been given to me, mm. um, my my mum, my my brother, my sister for the totoko. Um, all my my kayako, I think about um, Auntie Nina and Uncle Bub, um, Uncle Muriwa and Auntie Venus, all those people who have inputted into my life um, that have allowed me to have all these experiences come here to Kiarato. Um, I mean to my own ropu now, so our, um, my home ropu here at, uh, with Hatea, where I've been able to hone my skills as a, as a tutor, as a composer, and all those kind of stuff. So those have all these people have inputted um, into my life, and I've been able to reap the rewards um, yeah. from it. So he mihi ana kia rātou. 
O tira kia koutou, um, te puata, um, i manaki poipoi iau, um, i te wai iau i, I rānana, ke te mihi ake. Oh, kia ora rā. Hey, just, just on that, uh, Otini, just let us know a little bit more about what your plans are at the moment, what you're doing and how happy you're going. And... <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, so Hatia at the moment, we're, we're waiting for the government kind of announcements. We were supposed to have our regionals um, in March, um, but we the country went into lockdown a week out from the competition, so we had to kind of put everything on hold. Um, so... Um, we've got a tentative date, uh, August the twenty second, I think it is, but who knows? So that's that's us at the moment. Uh, what I'm doing now, I'm actually working for an um, NGO in Tiputua, and so what we do is we facilitate um, um, internships for Māori and Pacifica Tawira coming out of universities and putting them into the corporate business and um, government sectors. So last year we placed two hundred and ten. Um, wow. interns across 93 different partners yep. and I'm the Māori um, advisor for the organisation so okay. yeah so again about relationships and building connections building connections yeah. and mm. and promoting our our culture mm. our te reo, mm. um and putting that at the at the core of, of, the, of our bay so I think if anything uh, that it captures you know what our culture is about you know and you come Haka is the external, um, well, people see haka and think of uh, uh, Māori culture, but um, there's so much more going on behind it. And I think one of the main things is our ability to be able to connect with others. Uh, yeah. And you're doing that in your work, you know, um, yeah. beyond that. So. Anyway, kamutiwa i konei. Tēnā koe, ka huri ki a koe tērā pia. Hei te mutinga o tō tātou nei um, kōrero. Um, I'm just trying to think of a song. I might sing a song from up here. Um, yeah, just to kind of I'm I'm in Whangarei at the moment, so I came came to Whangarei for the lockdown. Um, being here with my mum, um, my cousin and her husband, um, in our little midu midu, our little bubble. Um, yeah, so um, this is a song from up here. Um, hey mihi ki tātato fare wānanga, tātato fare haka, uh, uh, Te fare e tu nei aue ka ranga mai. Te marae tā koto nei karanga. E te iwi, te iwi, e pai nei. Te nara koutou katoa. Tai mai te pohiri, ku atu tuki nei. E honore rangatira ki a mātau. Me mihi kau atu ki ngā reo katoa. Ngā hapu kua eke mai nei. Nā te aro hatātau i kawe mai. 
Ki te nei hui hui ngā. Ki te nei hui hui ngā. Hi au e hi. Kia ora, tēnā koe. A tēnā koutou, wakarongo mai ki au tēnei wā, ki a Hakaworks, ki kumuti tō tātou nei mahi tēnei wā. Kia ora mai tātou. Mā koutou.